welcome to another episode of Inside the DV Drama Room. Here we are in PA 120 with the Advanced Theater Arts students. <laughs> Interviewing a, another person who has been involved with the Doherty Valley Theater Arts Program. This week we are speaking with another alum of the program. Um, this person has spent probably more time in this room than any other person. Um, a total of seven years. Uh, it, yes, it took them seven years before they got out of high school. Um, granted, she started coming into this room in sixth grade and would walk across the street from Gale Ranch and um, actually for the first three years pretty much sleep in the room because she would walk over here and then take a nap and that's all she would do in the room. And then once she was in high school here at Doherty, she became um, affiliated with the program, I should say. I mean, uh, involved sometimes, on and off. Uh, this is going to be a strange interview because I am interviewing... This guest is also my daughter. Everyone, please welcome Bethany Vega. I was very loud on my baby ears. Um, I have very sensitive ears. Uh, not as sensitive as your brother's. No, um, but I do have sensitive ears. That's why um, it used to drive my brother Joel crazy when I would turn down the volume um, when I was playing video games because he'd be like, oh, you can't hear what's going on. And I'm like, no, it's too loud for my ears. Okay. Um, anyway. Anyway, um, Bethany's been involved in uh, theater from a very young age, which is probably not, you know, surprising since your brothers were involved with it. Yeah. Um, and I was involved with it. Yeah. Um, you started off, I think you started off in dance first. Yeah. So I did um, ballet and tap dance and that was recommended by my doctors because um, I had developmental delay, um, which meant that I had trouble speaking and I had trouble um, controlling my body and like how to um, gain uh, gross and fine motor skills. So they're like, oh, put her in dance. It'll help her express herself and it'll help her like get better control of her body. Um, so I did that. And then um, I did, I think, really only one show in, like, community theater um, in elementary school, and that was Pinocchio. Um, Where you played the love interest of your cousin. You Zena. Can't, you can't just... Something, you Zena can't, had a, a similar uh, issue. Uh, yes, um... My, my cousin was playing Geppetto, and um, there's a brief uh, interaction that I have as a music box that he hallucinates is talking to him, like, at the start. And he's like, oh, I love this little ballerina music box that I made. I wish uh, I could marry her. And I I was supposed to go, silly Geppetto. I moved my arms like a ballerina because I still remember doing it. I was like, silly Geppetto, you cannot marry me. I am made of wood. And everyone made fun of that line instead saying, silly Geppetto, you cannot marry me. Our children will have nine toes. <laughs> it, it was something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, silly Geppetto, you cannot marry me. I'm your first cousin. Yeah. So that that was the bit for that show. Um, I did uh, 
I did Willy Wonka in third grade. Um, that was pretty much it for doing shows in elementary school. Middle school, I did all three shows. Um, we had, gosh, I can't remember the name of the show for my sixth grade year. I remember the premise. It was something about like a heist. Mysterious suitcases or? Yeah, it was It was this weird mysterious suitcase heist going on on a train. Um, and Directed by Mr. Olkowski. Yes. Um, he was the main thing that I remember because he was great. Um, that was my sixth grade show. Seventh grade, I did um, Cool Suit, which was a musical that was basically Emperor's New Clothes. Um, and I had my first like solo ever during that where I was um, the queen. Um, I also did How to Succeed in Middle School Without Really Trying, which was a weird little comedy. Um, and I did Willy Wonka again, this time instead of being... Um, the first time I did it, I was just Candyman and um, an Oompa Loompa. And then the second time, um, I was upgraded to Veruca Salt. Um, and then I came to Doherty Valley. Um, I stopped doing shows um I kind of lost that confidence that I had in middle school you know how when you're in a period of time where you have like a bunch of confidence and it's really really unwarranted I had that in middle school and I suddenly became self-aware in high school too much so so then I just pretty much went into more um backstage and like development okay um you mentioned that you you had difficulty speaking uh when you were younger uh, do you want to let people know what you sounded like when you were younger? Oh, um, there's this running joke in my family where uh, we would have, we, we go, sick because I would just say gibberish. Um, and I would also go, hata, 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 hata. Um, and it was, it was all just made up grunting and noises. And for some reason, my brother Joshua claims that he could, he doesn't claim that he understood me. Everyone else claims that he did. But when I've asked him about it, he was like, I'm pretty sure I was making stuff up. But he would translate for you. He somehow would translate for me. And he was pretty much always on the money with whatever I was trying to communicate. Yeah. Um, so you weren't, you know, really active in theater, but you became very active in art. Yeah. Um, how did that begin? Um, gosh, uh, I, the first memory I have of making art is in preschool and I, I was required to go because again, I had the developmental issues where I was unable to talk and I wasn't developing motor skills like everyone else. Um, so I was required to go to like, uh, a special needs, um, preschool, so I remember like doing a lot of act art activities there. Um, and I remember my teachers being really encouraging about that. Um, and then pretty much ever since then, I just always liked doing any of the art projects in school. Um, there's, <laughs> I don't remember how it happened exactly, but um, I remember that in elementary school, there was like this art contest going on and I wasn't even aware that it was going on. I just remember seeing someone I recognized um, in the cafeteria doing art and I went over to join her and they're like, Hey, she can't be here. And they're like, no, no, no. She's um, part of the contest or whatever. Um, and I just ended up making like this, um, watercolor, almost finger paint little thing. Um, and I was just doing it 
to just to screw around and have a good time. And apparently it got entered in the contest and I won for my grade. Um, it was very, very weird. And it was in kindergarten. Um, and it was just, it was very strange. And I was just always interested in making art. I kind of got really more dead set on it around like when I was seven or eight that around that time um, I was drawing in notebooks a lot um, I would tear out pages and I would start folding them to make um, these little children books that I would give to um, kids who went to Kingdom Hall with me um, and like they would be my own versions of like Cinderella like I made one that was like about swans instead um, and then once I got into like middle school high school like I really got into making my own stuff. So you were in this art contest. I know that one judge voted against you. Yeah, how do you know that? Because <laughs> I was the judge that voted against you. Uh, I'm pretty, or, 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 I'm pretty let sure. Let me rephrase that. I, was, uh, I, I didn't vote against you, but I didn't vote for you. Yes, you abstained. I abstained. Don't mislead people like that. Well, it's funnier when I mislead people like that. Sometimes, mm -hmm. see, the, the key to comedy is taking something that's true and then altering it a bit, mm -hmm. um, you know. And if I really wanted to pick on you, when you said that you played an Oompa Loompa and you Baruch were, You Assault, were going to make a comment about my height, weren't you? Well, I was just going to say that both of those are kind of typecasting. That's even worse. Oompa Loompa because you're small uh -huh. and Baruch Assault because... You're spoiled. I will say, I will say though, when I did Willy Wonka and I was Veruca, there was only one person in the cast who was taller than me. Everyone else I was taller than only because they hadn't hit their own growth spurts yet. That's true. That's true. So I was a weirdly tall Veruca. Um, the only person who was taller than me was the man, was the boy who played Mr. Salt, my, my dad in the show. So right. we looked correct and everyone else did not look correct compared to me. Like our Willy Wonka was like, at my eye level. So it's not, it wasn't that big of a difference, but it was enough where you were like, this doesn't seem right. Well, you're the person who played your dad ended up being six foot three. Yeah. So he kind of is an outlier and does not count. Yeah. Um, okay. So you became heavily involved in art in high school. You took a lot of that. You um, graduated here in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to DVC. Yes. And then transferred to Cal State Fullerton, mm -hmm. where you studied art. Yeah. And what are you doing now? Um, right now, I'm at Cal State East Bay as a grad student. Um, I'm getting my teaching credential, so that way I can teach um, single-subject art. Um, right now, I'm teaching at two elementary schools in Pittsburgh. Um, normally, I I would say that's not normal, but it is normal enough that like they have a term for it and everything and they have like a, a, a system for doing that. Um, but it's abnormal in the sense of like the expected path is that you're not in your own classroom yet. You are um, basically coming in to another teacher's classroom and you're kind of shadowing them for a while until you slowly like take over the class and you make it yours for a little bit. But in my case, um, I'm uh, instead of being a student teacher, I'm technically an intern so I'm being paid as like and I'm being treated as like a full-time um, teacher with a full credential and everything even though I technically don't have one yet um, and uh, I have different requirements 
on on top of my job now to um, turn in a lot of additional information and additional like progress reports, not of the students, but about myself to um, my self-evaluation. Yeah, self-evaluations to like my university supervisors and a volunteer supervisor at my school and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, what made you want to be a teacher? Um, I think that's pretty obvious. Do you, do you want to take, do you want to take a guess at like the first reason? Because you hated your high school drama teacher and wanted to make sure that kids didn't have to deal with a person like him. No, if that were the case, I would have gone into teaching drama. Ah. Okay. And uh, no, um, I mean, genuinely part of it was that I always grew up around teaching because, um, basically your timeline of teaching lines up with my timeline of going to traditional school. True. Uh, I started teaching when she was in kindergarten. Yeah, so... Um, That's when I made the career switch. Yeah, so my brothers knew you before that period as, like, you know, um, he was working in um, at... Uh, what's the theme park called? Great America. Great America. He was working at the theaters in Great America for a little bit, and then he was working in movies, um, and then he became a teacher. But to me, um, even though I was born during like the tail end of like he's working in movies era. Um, that's not really what I know. I know you as a teacher and I've always known you as a teacher. So I grew up around education for the longest time. I saw uh, everything from the teacher's point of view. Um, and I just also had like a lot of teachers that aside from you, but also including you, um, that really inspired me and I was just like wow you know they made me feel like I can actually do things I can actually accomplish things and it felt so good to be seen by and recognized by a grown-up for um, who I am and what I can do and how they guide me into figuring out who I want to be um, so I wanted to kind of continue that cycle of giving back and helping people like out of the little bird's nest and go fly. Um, and at the same time, it was also to get back at the few teachers that I absolutely despised. And I was like, I'm going to make sure that when you get old, you will be gone and I will fix things. <laughs> okay. Um, and, 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 and to be fair, it was very, very, very rare that I had a teacher that I would absolutely despise because I was always like, well, they probably have this going on. They probably have that going on. These kids are doing this. There's all this. You know, I was always trying to put my, my, my head in their shoes. Um, but at the same time, there were just a handful that I was just like, I cannot stand the choices you're making. And these are actively discouraging your students and making the classroom worse for them and their school experience worse for them. Okay. Who were your favorite teachers while you were here at Doherty? Oh, that's too many. That's too Just many. Just name some. Okay. Miss um, Eiler, she doesn't teach here anymore. She's still in the district, but she doesn't teach here. I think she went to middle school. Yeah. Mr. Um, Silverman, Miss um, Wangle, Miss Wharton, Miss um, Mrs. Walker. Uh that's all I have, like, on the top of my head, but, like, there there were a lot. It was pretty much all of my English teachers were my buddies, and, like, all of the VAPID, VAPID teachers were my buddies for obvious reasons. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of more, but it just kind of flew out. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I wasn't expecting her to mention me, and I, really, it's like, no, come no, on I, I don't think of you as my teacher. Right, exactly. It, it, it was a technicality that I had to have you, because if there were another drama teacher, they would have made sure I didn't have you, because that's the rules, I think, anyway. Not necessarily, but it's something that they try not to do. It, it, was, it, it was kind of like, you guys are probably too young for it, but there used to be a show um, from, like, uh, Toon Disney uh, called Teacher's Pet. Um, the the kid, it, it took place in elementary school, but the kid, the main character, he was the son of the teacher, and then the reason it was called Teacher's Pet was because their dog um, pretended to be a human to also go to school. Um it was a very good show. I love that show. Um, that was Nathan Lane, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, it also has a it also has a movie, and you get to hear Nathan Lane sing a lot in that one, which makes me very happy because I love Nathan Lane. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite memory here at Doherty? Oh, um, probably. I probably want to say the last two evening of theaters I did, um, my junior year and my senior year where I had written um, my own uh, short one-act plays that got to be featured. And I was so excited to um, see people take all of these, like, characters and ideas that I had had since, like, uh, one of them I had as an idea since I was eight years old. And the other one, um, it was a story that I was writing with my friend um, at the time, um, and it's not a thing anymore because um, that friendship ended. But um, I had been working on that since I was, like, 13. Um, and it was just – sorry, I'm putting my water down. Um, it was just really cool to see, like, um, people taking these things that I made and, like, they were making them real. And then the senior one was extra exciting because I actually got to um, – sing um a song from fun home during that one and um it was pretty much in my senior year and very late in the senior year where I finally got my confidence back but by then it was already too late to do more things um so it was kind of like this is my last second to perform something yeah because you mentioned that you know you kind of lost that confidence you like the shows that I directed you were only in two yeah, I was um, a woo girl, quote unquote, in um, Almost Maine. That was my freshman year. Um, and then I was um, just ensemble in uh, in the Heights. Okay. Um, we know that you do a lot of drawing. You mentioned that you do a lot of writing. How do you plan on combining the two? That's my favorite subject. I love comics and I don't talk I don't mean like you know Marvel DC because like I do like those but I'm not talking about like go to the comic book store pick up your weekly comic like that's that's very important but that's not really my thing my thing is more like the graphic novels like the standalones or the very long series um I only recently started reading more webtoons um, because they started publishing them as actual books <laughs> because I'm one of those people where I'm like, I want to hold the book and I want to like touch the panels and I want to like put my little sticky note notes in them as I'm analyzing them. Cause I do, I, 
I read them over so many times and I make my own analysis on them. Um, and there's so many graphic novels that I love. My entire room like is just covered in them. We recently put up um, floating shelves on my walls and like those look really good. Yeah, I, I w- audience, do you want to guess who did my floating um, shelves? <laughs> Yeah, he did them. Um, but it's it's stacked with two things, Funko Pops and all of my books. And so like it has um they're very they're sorted thematically, but there's a lot of like, you know, regular novels, um, there's some plays, there's some um like uh art analysis of like Frida Kahlo, and then um there's a lot of like graphic novels on there because that's my one true love. Okay. Um, you know, as a teacher, sometimes we're asked to think about creating new classes. If you could create a class, what would it be? Graphic novel as literature. And I stole that name from DVC because that was an actual um, class that I took. It was with Adam Bessie. He was really the first professor I had or the first teacher I had specifically who made me think I can actually make comics. And it was very funny. Um, you know, I went to DVC because one, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Two, I didn't finish like all of the requirements within high school to um, get go on the straight track to a four year, like taking tests or specific classes or anything. Cause I knew that like I wanted that kind of buffer, both emotionally and like financially. Um, so I went to DVC and while I was there, they started. Well, they didn't start it while I was there. It was already going. But they had an annual comic contest where um, the English department and the art department came together and they would judge um, short comics or zines um, sent in by students. And uh, they would pick like a bunch of winners every single year. They would have this huge, they would have this, I say huge because like we had it in like this kind of um, meeting room, but like it wasn't like, you know, school-wide thing. Um, but we had this event where um, you they would present these, like, little gifts to everyone. Like, they would present, like, these sketchbooks, uh, nice inking pens, pencils, um, excuse me. And they would also name um, the different awards after uh, different comic artists based on what yours was if you were a winner. And so I was at DVC for three years, and I placed in the top three winner circle all three years. All right. And those were, like, the first comics that I had ever fully – they were fully written. They were fully drawn out. They were complete. Okay. All right. Um, so I think that uh, – I mean, obviously, you and I could talk for a very, very long time, <laughs> um, especially since we're not, you know, commuting right now. No. Uh, if we were commuting, uh, she would be asleep. Or um, I'd be, like, tuning you out. With tuning music. me out. That's right. That's usually the other thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to open this up to questions from uh, the students in this class. I see some and, are already gearing up, and that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, and, you know, let's hear what they have to ask you and what they want to know. Please don't so, stampede me. If you have a question, come on up. Hello, I love the drip. It makes me think of Esmeralda. Oh, thank you. 
fucking cute. She's actually she's one of my favorites from uh, Disney. I love her. Yeah. Anyway, so I remember seeing you because you actually uh, taught in my uh, CGA class last yes, year. Yes, I do remember you. A little you. bit. Yeah. Um, and so I remember you showed a lot of your artwork, and a lot of it was kind of like drawings of cartoon characters. So I was yeah. wondering, what is your favorite cartoon and why? Oh, I have a lot actually. My my go-to answer for the longest time was Steven Universe, um, but I now have to compete it with Owl House. Um, oh, those are my yes. two absolute favorites. It's both for narrative and both and also for style. Oh, I also love Bluey, but I don't. The reason I don't count that one is because I'm very like um, narrative focused, and while Bluey does have a narrative, and it's more. Um, uh, uh. Oh, what's the word? What's the word when? Awesome. No, not awesome. Um, when a show has continuity, but it doesn't have to. Oh, I mean, it's basically it's a serial. A serialization. That's the word I was looking for. Um, because I was thinking of South Park when they had a brief serialization and they made fun of it. Um, but uh, you know, I was thinking of ones that were like very narrative driven because I was when I was growing up, you did have the serialized shows where. Um, you could see changes in the characters, but there wasn't, like, a huge overarching plot. And um, when Steven Universe, Adventure Time, all of these shows started coming around, they started making these huge arcing stories, and that's just what I love so much. So those are probably my tied for t- tied for first place favorites. Those are very good, um, those very <laughs> good shows. Hi, my name is Aria, and I was wondering if you had ever thought about having your own comic. Like publishing it, making uh, a webtoon, something. I like that. think about that on a very daily basis. Um, the part of the reason why I chose to go into teaching and specifically doing art as opposed to like teaching English, where I would have to spend a lot of time grading papers, is because if I'm an art teacher, especially at the elementary school level, I have a lot more free time. So that way I can work on my art and I can work on my scripts um, for the comics. Um, I'm actually in the middle of posting more art um, of my comic characters, right? Uh, I've I've been posting a lot of art of them specifically because I'm trying to get more into that um, sphere of mind again. And then I'm also working on, I like to do a comic every year, like a short one, usually like around 20 pages. Um, and I'm working on making the one that will come out for next year. What is it about? If I um, the one, f- the one for next year that's coming out is I'm taking a character that like um, I've kind of just used like freely for um, online role play, and I'm finally going into her backstory. Um, so she is a mermaid sea witch, and basically I'm just telling her story for a little bit, um, and about like. 20 pages or so <laughs> everyone got very excited at that um does does the insight does i i have to i'm gonna i'm gonna gauge interest here a little bit more um does the excitement increase or decrease if i mention that her aesthetic is very goth uh oh punk goth? that's cool okay that's yeah cool. uh good to know that there is an you audience you found your audience yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is yeah where is it being published Oh, uh, I normally just post them like in Google Drive because as much as I love webtoons, I don't publish in that format where you scroll through. I prefer publishing in the format where it's meant to be printed. Um, So it's kind of weird looking if I put it on webtoons. I normally do upload it afterwards there. Um, 
but it does get posted onto multiple sites usually, and um, I usually post all those links together once uh, the cover is done and it's all ready to get done. Well, I hope that everything is linked in the podcast description because I'd love to <laughs> when we'll, it we'll when put, it comes out. Uh, yeah. and, and we'll put the um, you know her information so that you can yeah. follow that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I, the the best place to follow me is Instagram because that's where the least amount of content gets filtered. Um, because that has both my real life stuff and also my art. Other accounts have slightly uh, either more art and less personal life or more personal life and less art. So like my my Twitter and my Instagram are mostly. X art. formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I still use hashtag artists on Twitter because I, I stick it to Elon. Um, <laughs> but those are the two that are most like equal and then like I have DeviantArt but that's very much like only the art and then I have an art station which is still a lot of art but a lot of it is filtered out because that one's like a professional portfolio kind of social media so yeah I'll let her fill out the podcast description (laughs) she can put everything there yeah thank you yeah hi hi I'm Caitlin and I have two questions go for it number one does this photo of this dog look like your father? <laughs> I want, I want. <laughs> With all the love in my heart, yes, it does. <laughs> I, that's the perfect version of a dog for you. They need to take that picture and then turn that into a character on Bluey. And then you can guess that on Bluey. You could be Bluey's drama teacher. And you like flew in from America. They had Lin-Manuel Miranda on there. They can do it. Okay. Your second question. Okay, my second question is. I want to hear my excellent questions. Yes, thank you. Okay, so if you could be a fairy, princess, mermaid, vampire, or rock star, or any combination of any of those things, what would you be? Um, princess is definitely on there. Would 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 you would you agree? Would you agree? What do I call you every day? <laughs> Okay, but also, like, what was the number one franchise I grew up with as a child? Disney princesses. Disney princesses. Um, as for, like, if I added on another one, it would probably either be Vampire or Mermaid, just because I really like um, gothic stuff. I don't really wear it because I don't think I have that style as much, but I also really like pastel mermaids. It's kind of the duality of man. thank you yeah hi i'm rihanna hi rihanna Um, i'm sorry if you said this already but like what made you want to work with smaller children instead of like middle schoolers and teenagers so that's that's kind of funny i wanted to work with teenagers initially but the thing that happened was that i was just kind of scrolling through edjoin which is basically the filtered uh you want to work at a school job application site um And they just had a position, they had two positions open. They had one that was for high school digital art. And I was like, yes, this is the actual niche that I want to do. And then they also had elementary art. Um, I applied to both and I got called in for an interview at the elementary position. Um, 
I went in. I assumed it was going to be just a practice for me personally because since I didn't have a credential, I was going to be low on the totem pole of like even if they even if they really liked me, I was probably going to be a low option because I didn't have a credential. So that's a bit risky for them. Um, I got called like the same day, a couple hours after the interview, asking if I wanted the job. And uh, I just kind of went for it. Um, he remembers that I was in absolute shock when he came home and I told him that and like him and my mom were very excited for me and I kind of looked like I kind of looked like I watched an explosion and I didn't know how to process it <laughs> like to to put it very bluntly I looked like I had witnessed a terror and I I didn't know how to respond to it pretty much <laughs> but um as I've been working with them, um, there's pros and cons to it. Um, pro is that a lot of the times they're more willing to go into something and they usually have a lot more unfiltered creativity. The downside is I have to hold their hand in a lot of things, both literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of times where um, I say, okay, I think they can do this project or they can handle this concept and then they clearly can't handle it yet. Um, like we were doing a art project um, and we're still in the middle of it where they're cutting out a bunch of shapes and they're decorating it kind of to look like a paper cutout version of uh, Mola art embroidery. Um, and I was doing it for all the grades pretty much except for like kindergarten and uh, transitional kindergarten, which is basically preschool. Um, and the first graders were struggling with just holding scissors and I had to go back and tell them how to hold scissors <laughs> and how to use them. Um, so there's pros and cons to it, but generally they're just very sweet. It's very sweet. They're very kind. Um, they come up and hug me all the time. And the other teachers have to tell me like, you, you can tell them like no personal space. And I'm like, no, I won't. If they want to hug me, I'll let them hug me. I'm not going to make the motion to hug them because that's a no, no. But if they want to hug me, I'll let them hug me. Whatever, I'm the art teacher. I get to hand out glitter stickers when it's their birthday. <laughs> Who do they think you look like? Um, they constantly come up to me and they say, Miss Vega, you look like Mirabelle. <laughs> How old do they think you are? <sighs> they don't they don't ever really give an age, but I had one girl come up to me and this was before I teach at two schools and one school did not have um, my class schedule ready yet. And so I was just supervising their recess time. Um, it was either a fourth or fifth grader during their recess um, came up to me and said, how, how old are you? And I said, I'm an adult. And she was like, Oh, you look like you're 14. <laughs> And th th she clearly didn't mean anything negative by it. She was just a kid who didn't know who I was because uh, I was just here s randomly. Okay. I have another question. Yeah, what's up? Would you say Mr. Vega and Papa Vega are two very different people? <laughs> um, yes and no. Um, Joshua, my... my my brother, who is younger than me, but not the eldest, would probably be able Older to- Older than you, but not the eldest. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that not what I said? Did no. I mess it up? Yeah. It's okay. okay. Um, he would have a better idea of this because he was more consistently involved in drama than I was. 
Um, but to me, um, Papa is um, <laughs> the, it's a very funny time for have some to have someone walk in. Um, <laughs> Papa Vega, um, he's much more relaxed, and he's uh, oh my god, we already mentioned this, but have you guys seen Bluey? <laughs> Not to throw him under the bus, but he's basically Bandit. <laughs> um, but he still ha- he still can have that sternness. Like there were times when, ashamedly in my youth, I would get zeros on assignments, and that is when he would put his foot down and be like, "That is unacceptable." And so, like, if you hear his angry voice when it's Tech Week and <laughs> you guys are failing him, it's that. And he was directing it just at me, and he said, you can't get zeros, that's unacceptable, and I was going to cry into my pillow as soon as he left the room, because <laughs> I knew I had failed him. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a response. Thank you. Yeah, the true answer is he's, he's just banned it. Uh, he just gets a little bit more tough when he has to, and that's when the teacher side comes out. Pretty much what boils down to. Yeah. Hi, my name is Kalani. Uh, Hi. I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah. What was your favorite musical growing up and why? Oh. Oh, you can't ask me this. There's too many. I want to say the first one that I really got into because I was a child and uh, because, like, it had just come out was Wicked. Um so, like, the song's, like, popular where it's, like, you can enjoy that out of context mostly. Um, I sang that a lot when I was very little. Like, was that 2007 or, like, 2008? It was, like, around there. Well, it came out in 2003. 2003? Oh, that's right, because it's the 20th anniversary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I remember that one being really big to me because... It was the first musical that was new, and I was conscious enough to understand what it was. Um, so that was my favorite as a child, probably. Probably. It's hard to say. It's hard to track back all the way back. I've I, had would, I would say that's phases. pretty accurate. I, I've had big phases where I've had random musicals be super big to me, and then all of a sudden it's off. And then um, I, I'm starting this, like, monthly series where right now um, I'm doing a bunch of, like, Taylor Swift illustrations each month. Um, another one that I have planned is musicals, so I already picked out, like, my top 12 musicals. Mm-hmm. But those that list is very different from what I liked as a child. So, um, what, was, what was your favorite thing about being in, like, in Oompa Loompa? <laughs> the chocolate factory. Um, I don't really remember that far back, but I do remember that we wore these funny blue curly wigs so I guess it has to be that because that's the only thing I remember from that time thank you <laughs> yeah. hi my name is Alyssa I'm a hi. junior hi I'm new to theater so I usually would ask a theater related question but yeah. I just have to ask what is like your favorite webtoons because you know it can't just be one it has to be multiple lore olympus oh my god because I I have something that I want to say that would be very funny to all of my other adult friends, but is not (laughs) friendly for teens. So I'm just going to say I am a big simp for Greek mythology. 
Um, especially the concept of Hades and Persephone. I talk about it with my friends constantly and they're saying, and they always say, why do you have to bring everything back to Greek mythology? And I say, I don't know. This is my hyperfixation. Um, and I've, I've also been in development uh, alongside comics. I also am working on getting into um, children's books. And um, one of the last projects I did my senior year of university was creating a pitch for um, a children's book. And, and I'm trying to make one um, for Hades and Persephone for just a children's book about them. I have read that yeah. a little bit. That yeah. A little bit. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, royal fantasy? Royal fantasy. Um, It depends because I'm very picky about my fantasy in the sense of I don't like things like this is going to get my head chopped off from somebody, I guarantee. But I'm not that big into stuff like Lord of the Rings. I'm more into things that veer more towards like Disney style fantasy. I'm less into like high fantasy and more like into like that Disney realm, but also um, if you can make the fantasy but mash it into modern. So like if you're having like a fairy that's trying to fit in as a high schooler, totally not something I'm making at all whatsoever. Um, but if it's something more like that, that's usually where I get into it. But um, usually if it's fantasy like that, I need something else to pull me in. And like I also, I'm also not super big into like Harry Potter aside from the which house are you whole thing because I just think that's funny because I like I like being self-centered when I get to take those tests <laughs> but um and also transphobia is whatever but um yeah I I just usually need something else to pull me in um and it's usually very simple where I like a quirky romance or something and then that's enough to pull me in <laughs> One of my favorites is called Your Throne. Um, the, I think the Korean translation, if you can't find it, it might be um, To Be You For A Day. Okay. But just yeah. saying, it's really great. Yeah. Also, if you ever, you know, drop something, let us know, specifically yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I do have stuff on the web too, on my webtoons. It just hasn't been updated in years because it's older content, but it's it's there. It exists. Thank you. What is your Hogwarts house? I'm a Ravenclaw. My mommy and my daddy are Ravenclaws. My eldest brother is a Gryffindor. And my my Joshi is a Hufflepuff. So we're the entire houses because we're special. Oh, no Slytherin. Huh? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Slytherin. That's what, that's what I wanted to be. And then I took the actual Pottermore quiz because Joel kept bullying me because he was like, you're not like, you, you don't know for sure that you're a Slytherin. And then I took it and then I was like, I'm not Slytherin. He's like, I told you. Hi, my name is Shezzy. Hi. I have like so many questions. Um, cool. We're here for it. I wanted to first ask you, like, were you always uh, pursuing teaching or was there like some other thing you wanted to do before that? Because I know a lot of people, like Mr. Vega, like he was in like the theater business before yeah. he went into teaching. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, um, when I was a very small child, I wanted to be a teacher. When I was like mid-range child, I wanted to be a writer. And then um, throughout middle school and high school, I was very determined to end up working in animation. Not as an animator because I don't have the patience for it, but um, working in concept art and visual development. Um 
I, I decided against it because I didn't think I would like the environment of working in a studio based on my father's stories and um, more information I got. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and more information I got from um, visiting artists who would come to uh, Cal State Fullerton who would talk about the industry and what professors would say who had been in it. And I was just like, this is not for me. Did they concur with me? About, about the industry. I mean, like the general things of like, yeah, it's very demanding. It's very exhausting. You have to put the job before like your personal life. A lot of the time you end up too tired to work on your own stuff a lot of the time. And I was just like, that's, I, that's too much. Cause I want to make my own things. Um, uh, also like, cause being a teacher is like my dream job. Yeah. So I was wondering like, do you have any advice or anything you wish you'd known like for somebody who wants it's very hard to answer that because I am learning as I go quite literally. Um, I've, I only had one semester's worth of learning before I was thrown into a classroom that had absolutely no curriculum because it was the first time they were bringing art to elementary schools and they said, go. Um, I would say, uh, don't lose your head. Don't lose your head. I've lost my head already um, where like, as soon as the kids left, I just sat and cried for a little bit just because, like, it was so much going on. Um, but don't lose your head a lot. Um, you can handle it. First year is the worst year. If you can survive that, you're, you're good. You're good. And a lot of the times when the kids are being a pain in the backside, it's not about you. It's usually something else going on. Thank you. Okay. Are you a Tilly Walden fan? Tilly Walden. I don't know that name, so I guess not, but I am interested. She's made books like uh, Spinning, uh, Are You Listening? Uh, I know Are You Listening. That is on my reading list. I really uh, love that book. Yeah. I have, like so many. Do you yeah. like Heartstopper? <laughs> I have not read Heartstopper. I know it's very well loved. Um, I... I have a complex relationship with, with series that go on for an extremely long time where I'm in a love-hate relationship with it. That's why I hesitated on reading Lore Olympus for so long because I know how extremely long that one is. Um, and there's, like, no end in sight. <laughs> but I, I've, I'm very hesitant about launching into very long series. But I've heard good things about it, so I'm not hesitant because of the content because I do like the premise and everything, and I love the style. It's just that... I'm scared of I'm scared of a long comic commitment. I get that. <laughs> Did you like the Song of Achilles? Because you said you liked Greek mythology. I have had that recommended to me, and the joke is that I often say, the joke that I often say is, I can't read this. I don't know how to read unless there's pictures because <laughs> I normally just read graphic novels. Um, it has been recommended to me. I am thinking about it. I just have I just have an enormous reading list. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Hello, my name is Brianna. Hi. I was just wondering, since you had a parent that was successful in pursuing the arts, how did yeah. that... <laughs> Sup. <laughs> how did that help you navigate what you wanted to do, especially since you were so interested in art? Um, it gave me a parent who did not automatically say no. And I think that was the biggest blessing I could have ever received and also the one I took most for granted growing up um, because as I started to get older and I was around more people who were trying to get into arts, 
it was mostly around um, my years in Doherty and specifically at this school where I was confronted with a lot of kids who were just like, I want to participate, but my parents said no because my grades, they want me to do this. They want me to do that. Um, and I was like, that's so unfair because that's your life. That's you should you deserve the right to have art in your life. Um, and I and it it got kind of more apparent when I got into college um, and I was with all these kids who were like, um, you know, I had to fight tooth and nail to get into um, the the very um, impacted programs where it was harder to get into. Um, at Fullerton specifically in illustration, you had to apply to get in it because there were so many people who were trying to get in and they could only accept so many people. I got in on the first try where it normally took people two tries. Um, and I took for granted how much, um, my parents were okay and encouraged me doing art. And that was part of why it was so much easier to get in. And like, I understood so many more things that were going on in the class because I had a foundation that other people didn't. And, um, there were kids who were like, I don't get to talk about my art with my parents because they still don't approve of it, even though like I'm going to school for it. Um, and I think that was the biggest blessing that, um, my parents could have ever given me was being supportive of it genuinely enough enough so that they <laughs> <laughs> enough so that they even let me to apl apply to an art school like I didn't go obviously um and I did I did get in um but they were willing to humor me enough to let me apply and then say we'd really prefer if you went to a four year so you had the four year traditional school experience which it was the right choice um but I don't think a parent who didn't have that background would have let me try that. Thank you. Considering so much. the cost. <laughs> I, uh, before I make a question, I have a yeah. small confession, real quick. Yeah. Um, so it was like a week ago, I was scrolling on Insta, right? And then. Uh, Don't I, tell me like you saw something of mine. No, and no, like, no, 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 no. So I saw it like, I noticed the account that I, I thought I was following. Yeah. It, was, it was like, it was uh, somebody named Bethany. Yeah. And it was an art account. So it's like, I don't know who this is, so I unfollowed it. Okay. I was on the DV Drama Insta account. Okay, yeah, I did see that followed <laughs> me back. And I was like, I was originally going to make a post about it and be like, why is, why did you unfollow me, DVHS so Drama? Sorry. And so I sorry. was, because I consistently have, like, I, I try to consistently comment on your guys' stuff to boost it. And also, like, same thing for Vega Fits. I try to comment <laughs> on that. Um, I, just so you know... It started when I was in Southern California going to Fullerton and I would actively watch that account just to see the different drips my dad had and I would share <laughs> it I would share it with my brothers because we all lived in SoCal and they still follow it and actively check to see the new outfit updates. So keep it up. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. Anyways, uh, so you like video games, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so here it is. Here it is. He told me that you guys kept asking video game questions <gasps> to the other alumni, and they, and like, uh, uh, well, let him ask this yeah. question because so, it's. <laughs> I think it's severely. Uh, so, would you rather have unlimited bacon, but no games, or unlimited games, but no games? Do you, do you, do you do you mean unlimited games but no bacon? No. No. <laughs> he means, would you rather have unlimited bacon? But no games. Okay. Or unlimited games, but no games. 
Unlimited games, but no games? Correct. That's yeah. his question. I feel like I'm missing, like, a core component. I feel like I'm behind on, like, some meme or something. <laughs> Is this a meme I just don't know about? No. Okay, um, I'm not giving up Sims 4. I'm not giving up any of the Sims games, so I'm going to take the games but no games. I have no <laughs> idea what it means, but I will fight tooth and nail before you pry any of the Sims games or Overwatch from my cold, dead fingers. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll be taking that bacon. Yeah, you can, you can have it. It's, it's, you can share it with Zero. It'll be a bonding experience. Um, hi, I'm Hi, Baby. I uh, love your shirt. You geez. always come in with such cute drips. Oh my, stop it, oh my god. Yeah, if you guys think I don't notice some of the things like about you guys uh, throughout the past week that I've been here doing my observations and like the couple times I've, I've popped in other times, I do start noticing like your specific styles and your features and I go, I would have wanted to hang out with this person in high school, but now I'm like 24 and that would be awkward. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, your question. Okay, well, I'm sorry, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, no, but um, okay, similar to Calvin, I was, Actually, I was uh, scrolling through Insta, and then I saw the post um, where someone posted the Radium Girls poster, and yeah. then you had this really nice comment under it, Yeah. and I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much, yeah. but then that led me to your account, and I <laughs> wanted to say, um, I don't know if this was already asked, but how did you develop such a really cool art style, and how did you oh get into God. art, and like, uh, how do you like kind of like work through art block and stuff like that oh my god okay um we did briefly talk about how i got into art so i'm gonna glaze past that one um you can listen to it when it's uploaded um but that uh, was a nice promo i mean I, it's a promo within like, a promo no i just feel like a part of me has been passed on to you yeah i've picked up more quirks of yours the older and more into teaching I get, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> anyway, um, art style. I, uh, I just kind of started doodling, and um, it took me years. Like the stuff that I made today, like I, I was, I, I've been doodling on that couch all day in the back, um, because I've really just been observing him today. Um, but my drawings from. This year look vastly different from like two years ago. Um, it it's just something that it just happens. Um, y the good thing, the best thing to do is like both do stuff that's realistic and then also draw the styles you like, dude. Just do those over and over. Like recently, um, I did a couple style challenges. Um, they were unofficial, but they were style challenges for me where I did clone high style. Um, and then I also did like where I tried to mimic um, how the Overwatch uh, concept art looks like. Um, uh, I will say the clone high one was more accurate than the Overwatch one because I don't really go into digital painting that much. That's not my forte. Um, but just doing cartoons and different cartoon styles, that's a lot easier. Um, and I have a lot of fun just messing around with styles and picking apart artists that I follow. Like, there's a lot of artists that I follow that I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this, I'm going to take this, I'm going to take this. And that's what art is. You just take all these things and make it your own. Thank you. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Would you mind sharing about your um, experiences growing up uh, with your 
developmental delays and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Difficult or like how'd you pull through? Um, it's hard to say. Um, because I was so young, I don't remember a lot of it. What I do remember is the things that my parents would tell me. Um, they would say that I was frustrated a lot. I would throw tantrums because I, I had so much I wanted to say and I literally couldn't say it. Um, and it was it hurt me and it would hurt them because um, on the parent side it was like. I don't want to speak for you, but, like, this is what mom has told me, where she was, like, um, it felt like I she wasn't doing enough. It felt like she was the problem. It felt like she was a bad parent because my brain just didn't function the way other people's brains did. Um, and it was such a blessing to have, like, um, uh, the preschool where I was given, like, more time to work on things and um I also had I also went into speech therapy and was um te- technically counted as a special needs student um in kindergarten because I was still having speech and motor problems um so I had a whole IEP um I had to leave the classroom at times to go um to a specific counselor's office and I was working on speech um those moments I don't remember very well either. I have brief glimpses in my mind of passing through the hallway and the toys I would play with when I did a good job. Um, and that was mostly a hurdle that I had um, when I was very little. But honestly, it's something that I'm still insecure about as an adult. Um, I do stutter sometimes, and I have uh, a lot of times where words will kind of come out backwards when I'm speaking and sometimes when I'm writing too so I've had times where people read over my scripts and they're like why is it phrased like this and it's it's because like it kind of got flipped around in my head um and you know sometimes I'm insecure about talking because of that and um you know sometimes I'm insecure about my my body movements like I used to dance but I don't really dance anymore and like I get very insecure that like I'm going to trip over myself all the time or um, that uh, I'll just say something in a weird way or I'll slur on my words a little bit too much. Um, And it's just something I kind of like, you know, I've mostly put it in the past. um, But another aspect that it really affected was my math skills. Um, I took significantly longer to learn any kind of math. I had to take algebra like four separate years, like, uh, and I was super insecure about it, um, and I would have so many crying spells over it, because I just couldn't do it, it, it took me so much longer, I couldn't keep up with anything, and it wasn't at the level where I needed intervention from, like, the school, but it was enough for me to be, like, I'm not smart enough, um, and that's when I had stuff like English, and I had, um, VAPA to come and help me so that way I could get away from, like, the technical aspects of school that I was so insecure about, especially in a school like this where, um, the STEM side is so emphasized, where I was like, I don't fit in here. They, I, I can't do this. Um, but, you know, I've kind of come out of that more as an adult where, I get to leave math behind me mostly. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's something that I still think about every once in a while. It affects me every once in a while, and you just kind of power through it, and you acknowledge your own 
ability of how far you've come and how much you can keep going. Yeah, I I think I can sort of resonate with that yeah. since I also had um, developmental delays yeah. when I was younger and um, through most of elementary. And yeah. I think, like, it was also hard to express myself um, yeah. with um, my speech. And um, also, I, I guess I was also considered a special ed student. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, I, um, I did exactly what um, you just described, trying to just power through it. Yeah. And <laughs> you just majestically grow out yeah. of it. I mean, one, it's one of the most, one of the best lines I ever heard. I don't remember what movie or book it was from, but it was like, um, the cheesiest lines are usually the most uh, accurate. So it's cheesy to say it gets better, but it, it does. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, my next question. Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite smell? Oh, uh, isn't that on that questionnaire? No. Oh, okay. Um, I really love the smell of, oh, I have two favorite smells, actually. Um, I love the smell of the water on Pirates of the Caribbean. Everyone says that. But I also really love the smell of Barnes & Noble, where it has all the new books. Yeah. I, I'm I'm possibly on the spectrum. I have no idea. I was tested one time, but, like, I was also thinking about that when I was thinking about my developmental stuff. But I have weird quirks about, like, smells and textures, especially, like, when I'm eating things. And that just made me think of it. Sorry. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, lastly, I yes. hear you like Overwatch. Yes, I do. Um, I do. Do you, do you have a main? Moira. I I'm most I mostly support. I mostly play support. I've I've gotten a little bit better at tank. I'm trying to get better at damage, but my core is support. Um, and I've really picked up on um, playing Ilari um, and Life Weaver. Twins. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Were you gesturing that was all going over your head? Absolutely. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Hello, my name is Yvonne. I have wanted to ask a question first, but I didn't know how to phrase it. But now yeah. thinking back, I'm like, that probably was the best way to phrase it. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite Disney movie where one of the main characters is not a Disney princess? Oh, I think about this a lot. Um, probably in the past, I would have said Hercules. But more more towards now, I would probably say Encanto. But that's kind of deba debatable if she's a princess or not. Because insider info from my brothers and also marketing uh they seem to be trying to make her a Disney princess, like, unofficially. But I'm also like, she doesn't need to be one. Don't do that to her. But I would say probably Encanto or Hercules. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hello, my yeah. name is Cecilia. Yeah. So back when we were talking about shows, you mentioned Adventure Time. Yes. At amazing show. What are your thoughts on Fiona and Cake, the spin-off? I actually haven't watched that. <gasps> I've been meaning to confession i did someone else asked me this a little bit earlier during lunch um but i actually didn't watch adventure time that much it was not my niche i was a little bit too young for it when it came out was, that was part of it um the show that was big when i was getting a little bit older and more cognitive in shows like that was steven universe that's why i latched onto that one um and gravity falls those were the two that i latched onto because that was that was where i was the perfect age i hit the mic that was where i was the perfect age for it um, Adventure Time was a little bit over, but I really do want to get into Fiona and Cake because I really liked, I remember really liking those episodes because I watched, I think, like, the first 
two seasons of Adventure Time was around when I was still watching it. Oh, it gets so much better. Yeah, I, I <laughs> hear that. I hear that a lot, and I mean to. It, I have HBO Max. I have no excuse. <laughs> Yeah. Do not watch Fiona and Cake without watching the rest of the I know, I know. It makes zero sense, like, no sense I at know. all. I I've, know. I've been given advice from all my <laughs> loving friends. <laughs> and lastly, yeah. do you have any photos of baby Mr. Vega? <laughs> and can we see them? I do not. But I can tell you about a picture of him that my family and I constantly make a joke out of. Oh, yes. Have, have fun with this. Um, <laughs> so my grandma, his mother... His loving mother um, has a photo of him where he's a baby and he's he's doing this and his hand. I'm gonna describe it the best I can for our our friends over the audio. He has his hands uh, uh, up towards his chest. His fingers are sprawled out. They aren't <laughs> touching his chest. They're just kind of hovering it, and it's just showing off like his his pudgy little hands and fingers. <laughs> and um, it became a running gag in my family to do that pose, wiggle our fingers and go, baby hands. <laughs> and um, we still do it now because um, my hands are very much like my father's hands. And um, they are quite thick at the bottom and squishy <laughs> and soft. And it has become a problem anytime I want to get class rings because they keep trying to fit me with the rings. And they're like, oh, we have to go higher. We have to go higher. We have to go higher. <laughs> um, thanks for that. He gave me a thumbs up. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't actually have that picture. Um, we only really have the pictures of when we were kids. And even then, we only have, like, mostly mine and my younger older brother because when my eldest brother was a baby they were transitioning from like the analog photos to starting to do digital photos so there's a bunch of his pictures that are also lost to time yeah if you find any send them to us oh to, to believe to the, me to the, to the i will <laughs> believe me vega fits i will uh, hi my name is vikram hi um, vikram if you had a fursona what would your fursona be Here's the thing. <laughs> no, this is not going where you want it to. I, how do I say this without coming across as an a-hole? I have a running gag where I don't like furries. <laughs> it is a running joke with my friends and I and my brothers and our Southern California friends that I don't like furries up to the point of where when we saw the Super Mario Bros movie and Mario got the Tanuki power up, they all <laughs> turned and looked at me and I was, I had a face of disgust prepared and they were not disappointed when they looked at me. Um, on the other hand, I don't actually despise furries. I think they are a wonderful community for the most part. And they are they are the top patrons of many artists, including myself. Um, oh. No, 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 no. It's not. No, I realize. I realize I have to specify so hard. It is not where you think it is. I, they are asking for like. They are asking for regular character art, and it's usually not even of, like, personas because I don't normally draw animals whatsoever. They normally go for, like, human character art, um, but they are normally the main patrons of artists because they have an inexplicable amount of money, and there are so many out there, 
and I do value furries very much. If you are a furry, I am sorry for the constant jokes that I make at your expense. Um, on the other hand, uh, I have a running gag where my thing is ducks and rubber ducks. So uh, if I were to be a furry, I would not, in fact, be a furry a because feathery. I would be made out of rubber because I would specifically oh. be a rubber duck. There you go. We, okay, a follow-up question. If yeah. you were in the Disney movie Zootopia, what would you be? I don't like this question. <laughs> Can you please ask me another one? Um, if you were in the movie um, the Robin Hood, Disney movie Robin Hood, what animal would you be? I still don't like this question. I like okay. Robin Hood better, though. Uh, secret Life? <laughs> no, if you were in the movie Secret Life of Pets. On it, uh, I, if, that was, if it was Secret Life of Pets, I would just be a freaking dog. I don't know. Just a dog. A dog. I, <laughs> dog. I would just be a regular, a regular little dog. Okay. There you go. Is Thank that okay? Yes. Is that okay? Okay. This one's actually more of a boring question. I, I welcome a boring question after whatever I just had happen there. Um, do you know about uh, Proposition 28? Yes. Um, that proposition is uh, basically the reason I got my job. Um, Prop, uh, Prop 28, uh, for those who don't know, do you want to explain it? Because I feel like you could explain it more eloquently than me. Yeah, Proposition 28 is... Um, a law that went into effect that guaranteed a certain level of funding for arts programs. Um, so different districts are handling it differently. This is the first year. Um, in her district, they've actually hired people. 80% of that money from Proposition 28 is to um, hire people. And it, ha and it cannot be... Um, it cannot be so like they can't say the funding to say employ me cannot be switched to proposition 28 proposition 28 money would have to be to hire somebody in addition to me yeah. so it would be somebody else like you're starting a new program and we're going to use that money to yeah. start that program but it wouldn't you know uh pay for the art teachers that are already here yeah. Um, so. And so that's 80% and then 20% is for supply. So right now yeah. in the San Ramon district, they're only releasing the money for supplies because some of the, the guidelines haven't been established yet. Yeah. So in my case, I don't remember if I said what district I'm at. I'm in Pittsburgh Unified School District. Um, they just started their elementary school art program. Previously, they only had one teacher who was going to about five of the schools. I think, I'm pretty sure there's more than five elementary schools. Um, so she was going to only five of them each week. Each day was a different class, and she was only seeing, obviously, only a handful of kids from each school. Um, because of the prop, they were able to hire new teachers. So there were three in total that were hired um, at our school district. I was included. Um, so that ha that proposition literally gave me my job. So that's exciting. My question was going to be, what are both of you guys? Yeah. What are your thoughts on districts that use the proposition as an excuse to like try and fire already like established art teachers and then rehire them back with the money? They can't do that even they if they it, even if they said that they're going. You know, like they we're releasing a teacher, um, it would have to be they're adding on a program. So if they were to do that, then they could really run afoul 
of education code and be punished for it in a different way. So they would lose like some of their general funding. So a district would definitely not want to do that. But if they did, I would say that's BS. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, obviously, that's the bell. We're going to finish this up. Uh, thank you for joining us, Bethany. Yeah. Everyone, Bethany Vega. Uh, join us again next week when we, we interview a student. Uh, and, well, we'll talk about that student when we actually interview them. So thank you for joining us here inside the DV Drama Room.